You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. It's the Luke and Pete Show with me, Pete Donaldson. I'm joined on Easter Monday with Luke Moore. Satan is an evilless man. Sorry? An evilless man? Yeah. Oh. That's what Max Romeo says in the song Chakes the Devil from the album War in a Babylon, where the famous Prodigy song is sampling. So he's an evil-less man. He's evil-less. not evil. Evilless. Oh, he's like evil. I think it's Patois. Yeah, it's evilless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Evilless. I like that. Yeah, so that. Out of Space by Prodigy samples that song. He's not, yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. just, uh, he's not adding to um, the word evil just to get in a, um, a, a pattern that he needs to fill. Probably. Yeah. That's what songwriters okay. do sometimes. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Um, Pete, it's, it's, it's great to be with you on Easter Monday. That's mm. a lie. I'd rather be somewhere else. Mm. But this is the, the, the life we've carved out for ourselves, isn't it? Yes. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, is it, it's mate? It's not all Easter eggs and more Easter eggs. No, certainly it's very not. Much. Uh, did you have any Easter eggs? Yeah, I've got a couple, yeah. I had half a green and black one. I'm not a big oh, consumer of... Uh... What would the people in Hartlepool say about that? Green and black Easter eggs. Well, they'd, they'd probably say it's quite delicious. That's going in the synopsis. You're writing that down now. What? Um, Pete is a class denier. Pete is very proud of his working class roots, but he feels like he's moved beyond that now. Luke, yeah. uh, I'll stop you there because I walked from football to Absolute Radio on Friday, uh, sorry, Saturday and yesterday as well, um, in the big and hot heat, shorts on, top off. Did so, you really? Yeah. Like wow. a right So never let it be said that I'm not muck. That is amazing. I'm, and I was walking through. I didn't see another person with a top off. And no. I was like, I am an oik. I think that's quite surprising to our American cousins. Whenever yeah. we have American people visit. Right. And Mimi used to say it as well. They, well, they, they see people with their tops off. Men walk around with their tops off. It's not really something that's done in the US, I don't think. <laughs> what have they got against nip nips? Don't know, really. Do you remember when the I'm new sure. Super Mario came out and everyone saw um, that they'd made nipples for Super Mario? And they were really surprised. They were like, they'd never seen Mario's nipples before. When you say everyone, do you mean people within the gaming community you inhabit? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, right. It's just surprising to see Super Mario's nip nips. What do you think about the idea? The of areoli it? were quite uh, wide. Right. Wider than you realize, you'd think. But do you, I mean, I, th- I wondered whether, uh, thinking about now, I'd, I've seen you with your top off a lot, so I probably right. already know the answer to this question. But do you think that generally in the summer when men walk around with their tops off is a bit, is a bit gauche? Uh, yeah, it is gauche. What do, you, what do you mean? Like as in... If you walk around with your top off. Yeah, it is yeah. a bit gosh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm muck. Okay. I was like, I want to get a tan. I bet you had a pair of rolled up to... jean shorts on as well, didn't you? <laughs> no, I was playing football, so it was uh, oh, okay. Adidas uh, so it's joggers. A, it's a rare episode of the Luke and Pete show where I sometimes like to do this because it's exciting. Right. I've not written or planned anything apart from the email section today. Well, we're fucked then, aren't we? Shall we just stop this? <laughs> no, we, we don't plan music? it per se, but I have a few touch points that I want right, to bring okay, you in on because yeah, yeah. I think you'll find things funny. But you've got nothing now. But I haven't done it, but I just haven't done I it I haven't done it. I haven't done because it. Because it's Easter Monday and I thought we'd just be a bit more relaxed about it. All right, then. But one thing I did read the other day, <laughs> actually, is, and I'll tell you what, this would be a series that people wouldn't watch. So let me tell you something now. It's a little secret, but I'll, I'll let you and the listeners in on it. Okay, because we've got a very loyal... Uh, community of Luke and Pete showers yes. and it's not it's not the huge biggest show in the world it's not the size of the Rams or anything like that 
but um, so it feels like you can be a bit more, bit more sort of laissez-faire with your secrets. Okay. I was offered a while ago. It's not, nothing. Something. Nothing's ever come of it. Mm. I was offered a while ago a show where I would go. Um, and you're going to think I've made this up, but I fucking haven't. Right. I would was offered to go metal detecting with Ian Holloway. Right? I've. Did I switch off at the start of this? Right. Let me start again. I was offered a show a while ago. Right. I'm not going to say who by because yeah. I don't want to give people away. But the, the crux of the show was I would spend an amount of time right. going um, metal detecting with yeah. Ian Holloway. Yeah. Who I think I know what show this is. Okay. He's very, he's very, um, he's very into metal detecting. Right. Okay. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll be up for that. It sounds like great fun. And mm. um, it'll be interesting and it'll be a different type of show. Be a bit of partridge about it, which is always the touchstone I want when I'm mm. offered a, off a job. Yeah. And nothing's come of it. But anyway. The BBC ran a story the other day um, that a guy, I think in Derbyshire, um, struck gold uh, metal detecting. He found a couple of coins dating back to the reign of Henry VII. And they're right. worth about five grand each, which is decent, right? Mm. Um, and I just thought that, and I've talked about it before in terms of detectorists with the, the, um, the Mackenzie Crook and uh, Toby Jones vehicle. I think you and I going metal detecting would be brilliant. And I think we should do it. We'd be there for ages. Don't you have to have permission and all that stuff? I don't know where in London you'd... Square. <laughs> we go outside of London, Pete. You'd have to be in London. Oh, right, okay. Oh, you don't want to travel with me anymore? Well, I, I, I don't know where we get a metal detector now. Maplin's is closed because it's the only place you sell them. You surely have got a couple knocking about your flat. No. I'm not, I refuse to believe got you've a lot never of metal. Owned, have you never owned a metal detector? hair wire. If a metal detector <laughs> went, went off in my house. You could never turn it on. Uh, yeah, it'd be going wild. Have you Honestly, people listening will not believe you've never got your hands on a metal detector. I've never, I've, I've always eyed them up again in the Argos catalogue or the, uh, or the Maplin catalogue, but I've never, ever, ever gone metal detecting. What, um... Reminds me of the beach. You see people on the beach quite a lot, don't you? Are you attracted to the idea of it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I do, yeah, I do like it's the idea. It's in your wheelhouse, isn't it? It's, it's a bit wheel. of you, yeah. It is, yeah. I, like, I love a mooch. If yeah. you ever let me in a house, like, certainly if I'm ever in an Airbnb, it's mooch time. Is it? And I get particularly excited if they say, there are cupboards that are out of bounds because we do live in this house. And I go, I'm going to go mooching. I'm going to wear your clothes. Do you feel mooch, that mooch, mooch. that's an egregious invasion of privacy or not? Yes, but don't, don't let me care. in your house. No. Don't let me in your house. That's all I'm saying. All Is right? that where you get your clothes from? <laughs> Is that on your Airbnb profile? In don't let last, me in your house. Don't let me in your house. In my last Airbnb, uh, a friend decided to, it's clearly worse than me, he put on a man's suit, jacket, and said, this is pretty good. I'll probably go out in this. And I said, can't do that. You can't do that. I said, you can't do that. But little did I know. He was staying open, in a Premier he'd Inn. Op- he'd opened all the pockets. Huh. Like, because they're all sewed shut and he'd opened them up. That's, I think that's outrageous. Bad behavior. That You're going to get a bad behavior. review for that, aren't you, when the guy realises? Uh, he reviewed me before he'd realised. I've never stayed in an Airbnb. Why? I've told you this before. Why? I just, I just go for BM- I, I go for actual BNBs. Why? I don't like the imposition of living in someone's house. I don't like it. But you literally are doing that. Yeah, but they're not there. I don't like. I don't like having other people. Sometimes in the house. they are there. Sometimes you go to a house in Texas and no. the bloke sat in a rocking chair. Yeah, well, he was. He didn't know we were arriving. Right in Amarillo. Uh, you know, he was. No, so, like, you click a button saying um, uh, "house to yourself," "place to yourself," so you don't have the problems. I like a lockbox. I like to be. I like a little uh, access cord. Grab the keys. Unlock the door myself. Everything's fine. I don't need to deal with anyone. I don't need to sort of make nicey nice while they show you around the flat. So, oh. Someone makes you breakfast the next day, though. I can make my own breakfast. You, I can't make you my can't. own breakfast. You can't. I know you can't. I made can't. cheese and toast this morning. Talk to me through your technique. Uh, well, I'm not a, I'm not a big cheese and toast guy, but I made it for shits and giggles because I had some cheese. 
Uh, literally some cheese, cook the toast. I'd grill it in my oven. Well, that's your so first mistake. Using, what? You don't cook the whole toast first. No, I cook half the toast. Correct. Back back end of it. Carry and on. Put, and then put a uh, bit of butter, cheese. Um, I actually added some, uh, I think it's Asiago cheese. Oh, yeah, you were talking Asiago. about this earlier. So what, what kind of cheese? Is it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it a soft cheese, like a brie? It's or? an Italian's uh, cow's milk cheese. They right. can assume different textures. According what, to was it. your soft it's like, there's, like, uh, there's like prosciutto to... Um, D'Alevio. D'Alevio. Mm. Which I think is a little bit uh, harder. So, uh, yeah, so it's really nice. There are certain cheeses that cannot be used for cheese on toast. Okay. Because, and because I, my family, when we were young, was poor, mm. we used to have Edam quite a lot. Which is cheap and doesn't yeah. taste of anything mm. uh, because of that. And if you use that for cheese and toast, it goes weird. Oh right, it's, it kind of like shrink. shrinks and oh, yeah. and goes really sort of rubbery, hard. Yeah, too, yeah, too, yeah, too yeah, yeah. Rennet. Don't want enough. I don't know. You don't want to be using Edam for it. But, but uh, yeah, and then uh, with sauce while it's cooking, uh, maybe a bit of Tabasco at the end of it. Yeah, don't mind that. Yeah, that's a good. So I would go. I would grill one side of the bread. Yeah, under the grill. Yeah, and we turn it over. The other side's delightfully hot and fluffy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Then you pile like your cheese pillow. on there. Resist I'll, the edge to jam it in your face. I would take it, yeah, I would take it out halfway through the cheese side right. and then put the Worcestershire sauce on because otherwise yeah. the Liam parents goes through the bread mm. if you do it too early. And then I, I wouldn't mind a bit of Tabasco on it. Mm. My wife makes an amazing cheese on toast. It's quite posh. She makes it with um, crumbled, like quite strong, either blue cheese or um, something else of that vintage of that sort of tangy flavour right. drizzle of honey sp- honey. load a load of thyme on it okay that is posh very nice mm. on a bit of sourdough and oh, oh, listen getting a bit too fancy for me one, a one stop shop for getting your roots 29 pence uh, mighty white sort of crappy white bread oh, I brought you, really? from, uh, you can't even from, buy mighty white anymore from uh, like some shitty um, white white bread bleached. people will be surprised to hear that in the centre of London and right in the middle of zone one in Soho you can buy a loaf of bread for 29 pence yeah, it was it was yellow stickered. It was yellow stickered. Right, so was, okay. So it's on its way out, <laughs> aren't we so, all? So what what have you been? What traditionally do you do for Easter then, Pete? Um, I've never been a big Easter guy. I don't think we've ever uh, it, at home. We've we'd have a couple of um, Easter eggs, and that was very exciting. But no, I've never. It's the holiest of uh, of Christian weekends, isn't it? In the it? last seven years, I've been working, so I've not really sort of celebrated. But it, it's been a lovely uh, weekend of uh, sun. So I played a bit of football and just relaxed the fuck out. You didn't see Christine or Stuart. Did see Christina Stewart now? Uh, uh, my dad. Uh, he, he, oh, he, um, I got um, a towel through the mail. <laughs> I got a towel through the mail. And nice. it, was, it was ordered by my dad, and I said, "Dad, why have you sent me a towel through the mail?" And he replied, "It's not a towel. It's a bath mat." Oh, is it a towel? Still not. Still not. I mean, you could use it as a towel, but he still not explained why he sent me it. Have you not got a bath mat? I've got two bath mats. One of them is missing, so I don't know what he's been up to. I don't know My what he'd done. Me. So he also um, he also did some stuff around your house when he stayed, didn't he? He did, yeah. He left me, he left me some super glue and left me a couple of other things. Something quite interesting happened. Uh, it's not going to sound interesting, but hopefully it gets to a place where it is at least moderately interesting. <laughs> okay. I was at my parents at the weekend, and they I love them dearly, love them to death and all that, but they watch terrible Saturday night TV. Right. Stuff that stuff that I've never even heard of before. Because I do not put the TV on Saturday nights. I watched a bit TV. of Blind Dirt last night. Who's presenting it now? Uh Paul O'Grady. I don't mind that. I can't, it it yeah. works because the, the accent's the same, isn't it? Right. So okay. 
Yeah. And and what is it? Is it have they have they have they done what they've done with the children's shows with like Thomas the Tank Engine and Postman Pat? Have they revamped it, modernised it? Uh, not really. The the, the 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 set's a little bit jazzier, and it, but he's just a bit more forthright about things. He's a bit ruder to people, which I quite like. But yeah. uh, he, he's a bit, bit, bit more blue, is he? There was this there was this clip. I think it was actually shot on got. Oh, just a bit of Gogglebox as well. All right. There was two bits of it. There was a bit of Blind Date on Gogglebox where uh, an older man. Uh, chores of the three. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Blind Date, three women or three men behind a, a, partition. a partition, if you yeah. will. And then somebody has to um, basically figure out who they'd rather date uh, and not be able to see them. And uh, this old man came on with hence a the, gigantic... That's the title, Blind, blind date, date. yeah, A gigantic uh, denim jacket, denim uh, shirt he was wearing that went be- almost below the knee, which I thought was a strong stylistic How choice. old was the guy? He must have been about 65 at least. The wardrobe department taking a piss, do you think? Possibly. Yeah. They sort of dressed him up like a a teenager from like the 70s. It was really right, weird. Right, right, right. And, uh, and the woman came out and he went, best of the three. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> she went, so what do you think? Come on, agree. So what do you think that one then? What do you think that one? Ah. And he goes, I love dogs. Of- <laughs> I fucking love dogs, me. Yeah. Ah. Ah, what do you think of this then? Don't What's show that? me a fucking look dog. Look at this girl. I'll just cry. What do you think of her then? I'll just cry if you show me a dog. <laughs> Go on. What, what do you think of her then? And uh, he just went best of three. And he was like, best of three. Oh, very nice. Best of three. Right. How rude. Did she was was she happy with that? Uh don't think so. No, no. she was a bit put out. It's not a great opening gambit. Yeah, is it? there are some Do they still have our Graham on the voiceover? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Casilla always used to go, let's, let's have a word with our Graham. <laughs> anyway, um uh, uh, but uh the omnipotent voice of our Graham. Uh there was also a bit of Goggle Box uh from I don't watch any of the um uh, the nature programmes with um Whispery man, you're an idiot. You should. Uh, well, no, David should. Attenborough. David Attenborough. Whispery man. <laughs> Sir David Attenborough. So whispery man. Yeah. Uh, there was all these walruses. Walrus walrus. Well, right. I don't know. Walrus climbing up this rock because there's not enough uh, snow anymore, and they were climbing this very treacherous hill, and one of them fell off, and it was the <laughs> most harrowing bit of television I've seen in a long time. <laughs> this fell off the rock and died. Wow. And I, if you, you, for obvious reasons, never see a walrus in freefall. Because it's just like a no. blobby kind of like amorphous kind of mess of blobbiness. And it just I'm went... Gonna, I'm going to arrange for that oh, to it be is. on your uh, gravestone. If I outlive you, I'm going to get... You never see a walrus in freefall oh, yeah. on your gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> but Pete... Um, it on, was horrific. On that note... I saw a great show last... I was actually going to make a really quick point about Saturday Night Do TV. Do you see the walrus fall off the cliff? Yeah, play it now. Right. It's in slow motion. Why is there no sound, Pete? People can't hear this. Do you want to hear oh, this? Dear, oh, dear, this no. is terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the humanity. That must weigh a ton. I know. Even after that, I thought, maybe he survived because he's all blobby. No. Horrible. That, that particular kind of branch of the animal kingdom, they're right. very interesting because on land, they look useless. Mm. And you think, how have they even survived? Right. But you see them in the water and it all makes so sense. So graceful. It all makes sense. Yeah. Steve Backshall did a show which was on last night. It's a Sunday night and it's an environmental program about and they're canoeing or kayaking around the Arctic Circle, making the point that you can, in fact, kayak around a lot of it now because the ice is all melted. Ah. Anyway, at one point they set up camp um, and... Well, to be fair, he is married to a um, professional rower. That's right, yeah. She won the Olympic gold, I think. So, well, yeah, so you couldn't if, you, if you're accompanied by a rower. What's your point? What's your point? I'm just saying if you're accompanied by a rower. Well, I'm married to a geologist. That doesn't mean I can go and do a TV show about rocks. I'm just saying that if you're going to bring anyone, bring a really good roar. She yeah, wasn't yeah, involved. Could... She wasn't involved. Well, because she could have had tips. Probably consulted. Probably consulted. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, he's, he, they, they can put this certain <laughs> Series bit. Series two. 
Yeah, they camped in this certain bit, and it was in Greenland. And it's obviously very, very sparse, and mm. it's literally they have kayaked up onto the shore. Yeah, walked about fifteen paces onto the rocks, mm. camped right. And Steve Backshaw, who's good on the telly, by the way, right. he loves a, he loves a drama though, and uh, he's like, oh, well, the thing is, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to um, take it in shifts to go on bear watch. Right. Because polar bears, mm. one, they hunt humans. Mm. Two, they're really fucking hungry because there's no food for them anymore because mm. of climate change. And three, if one comes, we've got no hope. Mm. So we've got to do bear watch. Mm. They, they had like flare guns and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, they're on bear watch. It's obviously land of the midnight sun, so it never gets dark. Yeah. Camera cuts to Backshaw on his watch at like 4 a.m. And he's doing a piece to camera going, oh, you know, I'm, doing, I'm on bear watch and all that. Hope one doesn't turn up. No joke, over his shoulder, a polar bear turns up. Big, uh, big one as well. Big one. Fucking big hands boy. the size of dinner plates. Have they got guns? Well, the polar bears, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's got uh, an air care. So, so what happens is, and, and um, it comes closer and closer, and it's it's amazing, right? It's one, one of these things where you think, God, the animal kingdom is incredible. Not just because the polar bear is a magnificent specimen, but it is walking in a straight line from miles away, literally just following its nose. Yeah. Doesn't deviate at all. Just straight. Sees the camp. Smelled backshaw. Sees the camp. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've got backshaw on the menu got back- this morning for breakfast. <laughs> and um, and it gets probably about 20 feet away. Right. Everyone's out up by this point. Right. He's going, there's a bear. Everyone gets up. They start um, shouting, screaming. Right. It, and it won't go away. It keeps coming closer and closer. Right. So then they fire a flare near it. Still stays there. What are they going to do? They fire a a rifle in the air. Oh, they've got rifles then. Yeah, but I I don't think I don't think there's there's huge problems with them shooting dead a polar bear. Right. I don't think. I mean, unless it's them, him, or you. Yeah, I reckon they could. I reckon uh, they've got cameras. If the polar bear's coming close, I reckon. I fucking shat out a polar bear just watching it. (laughs) And anyway, they start throwing rocks at it, all sorts. Anyway, it's worth watching. I can't remember what the name of the show was, but it was on TV last night. So Sunday night on BBC Two. It's probably called Backshaw's kayak adventure or something but anyway it was very very good <laughs> what um, happened to what happened with the oh they bear? managed to scare it off and it slunk into the water uh, and it went on a little piece of ice and sat on there just just watching them and they're like right we've got to go now because uh, it's, yeah it could eat all of us oh dear but I think, I think there was a there was a story a few years ago of a school trip who did, one of the teachers I believe didn't set up the trip wires properly right around the around the, um, the circumference of the camp and the polar bear got on the camp and ate a kid. It killed a kid. Jeez. And the, and the teacher couldn't get to his rifle quick Did enough. Yeah, uh, his knackers on a spin lid. Peter. Anyway, so that's worth watching. But I was just going to say, I know I've talked a lot, so apologies. But Saturday Night TV on ITV, it was, it was this thing where, it, honestly, I mean, it was every bit as bad as this. I think it was literally this. This guy, I've never really seen him before. He... He was obviously a, a light entertainment guy. He wasn't Anton Deck. Anton Deck decent, right? right okay. He was um, he was grabbing people to check in for their holiday, right? And saying before you check your bag in, if you can guess exactly how heavy it is, I'll give you a, I'll give you a one, right? Right. And they were like, all right. Um, they put their bags on and, and they got it slightly wrong. They got one chance to either take stuff out or put stuff in to make it up to that event. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and and people were like. People had like mad stuff packed in their in their um in their suitcases. Big old dildo. A, a, no, no, well, that must have not made the cut. <laughs> but a woman had a full sized iron in their in their suitcase. Oh yeah, I've I've travelled with a full sized iron before. Oh really? Yeah, 
That's strange. Because if you didn't necessarily have a travel iron, you sort of look at your iron and you go, to be honest, the modern iron, they're not built like they used to. They're quite light. But my mum's friend then pipes up and says she takes a bottle of bleach to clean the toilet when she gets there. That is, uh, yeah. People who pack like they're not yeah. like they're going to 1975 on, a, on an Easter Sunday, like they can't get yeah. to the shops. Like you can yeah. buy everything. Like a plastic bag, yeah. ziplock bag for the tea bags. It's or crazy. Yeah, I, I basically chuck a load of clothes and a wash bag in my bag and that's it. Yeah. Occasionally, if I'm going to the US and it's winter, I'll pack a pair of slippers. Asthma, that's it. Asthma, asthma tablet. All I need is asthma uh, medication. That's all I need, really. Everything else. I dress like a teenager anyway. I've just got a, you know, Tammy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Pete, let's have a little break and then do some emails. All right, then. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, I ordered a lot of Chinese meal uh, last night. Julian Assange. Julian Assange. There. <laughs> Did you Sunday yeah, night? Yeah. We're surprised. Even Sunday on night God's special. Day, Sunday night special from me. Uh, it 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 reached the high fifties. Free pack of mini eggs or not? No, no, no freebies uh, on on my watch. But uh, just a lot of uh, just a lot of um, bow buns, little bow buns, and all kinds of nonsense. A lot of bow Maybe movements the next bow, day. <laughs> no, no bow movements. Oh really? You were talking about this before we started. I don't know why my bum does this, but. I don't need a poo, and then as soon as I get close to my house, I need a poo. Well, this is the thing. We got an email. I've not read it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't shortlist it. But um, then, how do you know it exists? I, no, it wasn't. It wasn't an email. Actually, it was an Instagram DM I got from someone. Right. Saying, "What's all this about Pete only taking four shits in 2012?" Right. Okay. And um, someone was confused as to how that's possible. I mean, it's not possible. I mean, it is possible, and you get incredibly ill. But um, I didn't take four shits in. in I, I just, it was. It wasn't. I a, was briefly constipated and Luke. <laughs> And Luke, Luke finds the idea, the very idea hilarious <laughs> because he eats a lot of roughage. What makes you think that, boy? How am I reacting now? What? What? what um, <laughs> how long were you constipated for in the, in the fateful year of 2012? I think I did like a, a, a couple of weeks. Nah, it was longer than that because yeah. you were in a shit state. If you don't, shit state. <laughs> excuse yeah. the pun. You, you were in a few poops. You can't have had more than seven or eight in the whole year. What are you talking about? It was like a one month where I was like, I was constipated. But then you just get. You, was it bad? Then you, then you, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's not. It's not nice. You just feel really sluggish after a while. After a what, couple of weeks, you just feel dreadful. What food did you take on board to try and sort it out? <laughs> uh, it's not. It's, it's Figs. People, It's not diet. It's an under. Like it's your. It's your body going not sorting it shit, sorting itself out. Basically, it's your body going. All oh, this shit's precious. This shit's precious. <laughs> I ain't get rid of this. I gotta keep it in the Pete Yambergree. <laughs> so there you go. The guy who DM'd me, Pete's denying it ever happened. So what can <laughs> I say? Go on, do an email, Peter. Uh, hello, uh, hello at LukeandPeter.com for yes. email follower. Uh, what the mellow? Uh, 
Boito Melo, I, mean, I think maybe, Makele. Uh, basically, hello uh, to that person whose name <laughs> I find very difficult. It's Melo, basically. Uh, they, they call themselves Melo. Uh, from South Africa, first time, long time, etc. About eight years ago. I was talking about um, fearing that my tooth is going to explode at any moment because I've got a weird bump. Oh, yeah. You know when like uh, a MacBook battery goes awry and it starts to expand? Yeah. Because it's been left in the sun or something. I don't yeah. know, I did it for too long. And uh, it starts to warp the aluminium. Basically, that's what my tooth is like, and I'm scared it's going to pop like, so a, like a battery. Now? What? Which tooth? Uh, what is that one here? The uh, canine, the, back, the left got, canine. You've got a filling in it? No, no, it's not that, there's nothing wrong with it. Oh, right. There's just a slight deformation that feels like it's going to explode at any moment. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, uh, about eight years ago, I, I'd get a filling because I got cavity. Uh, fast forward to a few years ago, I bit into a hard candy and then noticed that I chipped my tooth. For about a month, my tooth started disintegrating whenever I brushed my teeth or had a meal. But because it wasn't painful, I just ignored it until I woke up one morning choking on a piece of my tooth. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, and then the very next day I went to a dentist and uh, had the entire tooth removed. Mellow, that is a horrible story, but thank you very much for getting involved. Yeah, mine got bushed out by a uh, snacker jack when I was on the way to Grickle oh, to yes, Ramble once. of course. Uh, is, is, it, is another quick one as well, because uh, that one's rather short. Matt says, uh, uh, Hi guys, hearing your recent uh, chat about Taiwan, I thought you might be interested to hear about the Taiwanese politician Freddie Lim. Chairman of Amnesty International Taiwan between 2010 and 2014, Freddie formed the New Power Party in 2015, which is now the third largest political party in Taiwan. Main policies include uh, Taiwanese independence and human rights amendments. Uh, Freddie personally is currently debating uh, same-sex marriage, wants to be the first Asian country where same-sex marriage is legal. I twisted all of this, uh, but before and during all of this, Freddie is the frontman of extreme metal band uh, Chthonic. Or, or, or just Thonic, actually. Um, Thonic is very uh, political as a band, and unlike other political bands, they have definitely acted on their opinions. A politician in Taiwan opposing the One China policy is ballsy enough to warrant a mention in Mankata, but a political band actually being involved in politics is unheard of. Mm. So thank you very much for that, uh, Matt. Um, on that, thank you for that, Matt. On that, did you see what's happened in Ukraine at the moment? Oh, yeah, uh, but didn't a, uh, didn't a, um, um, a funny man... Volodymyr Zelensky. Yeah. Um... An actor and comedian with no political experience other than, and this is the great bit, playing the president in a TV series. <laughs> Has won a landslide victory in Ukraine's presidential election. Mm. With, um, it was a runoff, wasn't it? 70% of the vote, apparently. That's crazy. That, that's, that's like come <laughs> full circle now. You know the idea of like, the, the first chat about this was when Martin Sheen played the president in the West Wing. Right. And, it, and, and it's, it's really interesting because that gives you a very basic level, the idea of something that's really important in winning a presidential election, which is you being able to picture that person as the president. Yeah. And and it's come full circle in the Ukraine. Interesting. Yeah, massively. Very interesting. Very I've got exciting. no idea about Ukraine, Ukrainian politics, but that particularly caught my eye. This is a podcast about Ukrainian politics, Luke. Shit. I can't believe you've muffed this all. God's sake, we've only got Crying five minutes up. left. Um, <laughs> what about this one, Peter? For um, Daniel Cross, who says, I'm currently sat in JFK Airport after a wonderful week in New York with my Ooh. fiance, showing sure off. Uh, I'm sat listening to episode 158 and I thought I'd share a couple of awkward situations I regularly encounter as a man in his 30s. I like the way he's phrased that because he's like, oh, these two are really awkward. I mean, I'll get involved with a bit of awkwardness myself. <laughs> Number one, getting someone's name wrong. Right. I know it's a silly thing, but the anxiety I get when I have been introduced to someone and I can't remember their name is ridiculous. It's not a hard thing to do. There are six billion people on the planet. I think there's seven billion now all at least with one name, and some Brazilians have nine. So why do I feel so terrible if I get someone's name wrong? My situation is a little worse because I'm a teacher and have at least a thousand names in my head from work, which can prove tricky when I meet ex-pupils. Is it just me? Uh, no, 
but I think sometimes we over um, worry um, about people's names because I, I can if I sort of go look at a guy I can remember the name immediately but then I start to doubt it oh okay so you I've undercut it, yourself I've, I do it on air if I've got like a producer in I know the name is Nick or a Dem or a Matt or whoever but I say it on air and then I sort of go is that def- is his name definitely Nick and of course it is Mm. But I just didn't want to mug them off on air because that's incredibly disrespectful. Sure. Because there's nothing worse than getting someone's name wrong. I find if I'm introduced to, say, two or three people I've never met before, if I'm in the present frame of mind where I can properly concentrate, Mm. I will remember. Otherwise, it goes out of my head in a second. Oh, no, there's not that. I never... If I'm I'm in a situation where I'm going to be shown a lot of people, I'm like, you Cheers. No, you (laughs) See you later. And then Daniel says, number two, needing a number two as a man in public. He means a shit. I went to a subway station toilet in Brooklyn and it was like something from Hieronymus Bosch painting, <laughs> Hell on Earth. Ladies' toilets seem to be an oasis of tranquility and cleanliness. Men's toilets, nine out of ten times, are a disgrace. So when you're a bit loosey-goosey and, and need a sit-down visit, what's your strategy? Because I pretty much can't go on and end up buying a full meal in a nice restaurant just so I can go. <laughs> New York City plops. <laughs> New, New York, York City plops. <laughs> what do you do? I, I, so recently I've told the assembled throng of listeners that we have that I've nipped into a pub called it a bit of a favour there because I go in there fairly regularly and they kind of recognised me so that was okay I jumped over the barrier at um, Brockwell Lido in Brockwell Park to go and use the toilet because I was on the run because when you're on the run it can be very tricky if I'm out and about just generally my top tip and I know this is easier because we're in London go to a hotel they right. can't stop you no. because I don't know if you're a guest or not so if you go in walk in there confidently there's normally a toilet around the lobby area somewhere, or at least in the bar. Yeah. No one will stop you. Ah, that's a good idea. But then sometimes I've noticed that uh, the one in Manchester, I needed a, a, a little a little wee-wee. Um, and in the bar, they didn't have one of those things. For, the, for that reason, I think they insist on people going up to their rooms and using the facilities there. Can't be a very good hotel. No, it wasn't a good hotel. No. Uh, but my point just purely is, if you go to a, a semi-decent London hotel... Yeah. The woman on reception or the man on the reception. She ain't going to know. They ain't going to know whether no. you're standing there or not. They're not going to challenge you. No. You know, even, even, even. How dare you? I am a shrick, I'll say. Even in the nice ones like the Ritz or whatever. Yeah. They ain't going to stop you. They ain't going to stop you. Um, for, and finally, for now. Silica gel. Um, I like, use silica gel in my panties. Put them on, uh, put <laughs> that, soak it up. up. Up your bum. No, that wouldn't soak it up. My, as discussed, my poos are clearly terribly dry. Did you like that message? Arid. Did you like that WhatsApp I sent you of that book, that passage from that book I was reading? Uh, which one? the guy got shot up the bum. Oh, yes, right in the anus. <laughs> Incredible, that, wasn't it? Funny. Incredible. Um, what about this, Peter? Just finally for now. This is from Nigel from Eastleigh, which is a part of Hampshire. A bit too close to Southampton for my taste. <laughs> um, Monday and Thursdays are worth getting up for now. My son, Alex, encouraged me to lend an ear to your work. Um, he found this podcast as a follower of your football ramble, but I bloody hate the game. I'm not a club man. I prefer solo pursuits, a bimble around country lanes on the bike, or maybe a long walk. Hmm. But a good opportunity to listen to Luke and Pete and the Abroad in Japan pods, he says when he's going out on his bike. Which reminds me, Alex told me to give you a shout to check if I'm your oldest listener. Nigel is 69 years old. Hmm. He says... I haven't got precious time to waste chatting to you two because I'm 69. So cheerio. Um, <laughs> see, see, yeah, keep up the good work. Nigel, 69 years old is the highest bid for our oh, oldest listener. I yeah. see. Oh, well, fair dues. Hmm. That's, that's, I mean, that's pretty decent, isn't it? If anyone uh, can beat yeah. that, let us know. I, don't, I think people who are that age, generally speaking, and Nigel must be the exception to the rule, are just far too, you know, just far too, like, sensible or, or wise to listen mm. to our nonsense, but yeah. apparently not. 
Um, can I finish with a little um, passage from yes. uh, a book called the, the Weight of a Soul by Laura Gilpin? Um, this yes. is posted on Twitter, and you rarely sort of come up, you rarely some you come come across uh, literature online, which is very obviously like portion stamp sized bits of information where you sort of go, "That is a beautiful seven uh, lined bit of uh, work." This is uh, called the Two Headed Calf. Tomorrow, when the farm boys find this freak of nature, they will wrap his body in newspaper and carry him to the museum. But tonight he is alive and in the north field with his mother. It is a perfect summer evening, the moon rising over the orchard, the wind in the grass, and as he stares into the sky, there are twice as many stars as usual. Oh, lovely. Isn't that lovely? Very nice. What a lovely way to uh, to end the show. A lovely step change to end the show. Yeah. If you remember one thing about this show... Remember that walrus flew off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember two, two heads. Remember two headed calf. What do you reckon that um, walrus was thinking as he fell off the cliff? Like, ah, this there's is, no fish up here. This, this never happens. This never I happens. Just, I simply do not have the levers to deal with this. <laughs> He's got two. Yeah. Big levers. All right, right there then. we go. All right, Pete. Let's get out of I'll here. see you on Thursday. <laughs> All right, then. I've muffed it up. How have I managed to muff this up again? I'm a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, have you stopped? Have you got past that phase where you're blaming other people now? Yeah. Oh, what? No, you haven't. All right, see you later. I wish I had two heads. Might help me out. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. production.